Suffering and misery. Welcome to Fear and Loathing on the Turntable. I'm your host, Matt Bergman. For the next 38 to 69 minutes, we'll be asking this sad, carbon-based, sentient life form about some songs that they think are shitty. And tonight I have with me... Maria Ferraro. Hi, Maria. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? So, who are you? Where are you from? What's what's? Where did you come from? Who am I? I'm a girl, a woman, <laughs> uh, live in New Jersey, and uh, rocking it hard, doing this uh, podcast with you. That's That's who I am right now. And, and where are you from? New Jersey. Old Bridge, New Jersey. Okay, so you grew Central up there. You've, been, you've been there the whole time. Been there the whole time, but I've traveled a lot uh-huh. all over the world. Love to travel, fly, spread my wings. Do, 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 do. And what sort of employment do you have that, that affords you such luxuries? Uh, I am in the music business, and that's not really what affords me my luxuries oh, no. most of the time. No. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, being smart, being savvy, and definitely working hard and having a 36-year career and just being smart, whatever. Um, but I do PR. I run my own PR firm, Adrenaline PR, and I'm pretty proud of it. Great team of women yeah. rocking it over there. That's amazing. Yeah. I was looking you guys up. You've done a lot of great work. Sweet. Yeah good artists we work with from like motorhead to john five lamb of god oh yeah amazing amazing mm-hmm. lineup yeah you have a very impressive resume it's fun. It's fun. going on there yeah um so what's your relationship with music like what did you grow up listening to at home my relationship um super young probably three or four had my own turntable i would plug it into the wall sit it on the floor put on my little records and dance <laughs> uh-huh. like one of those all-in-one record players yeah. where the speaker Speakers was in right there, there. Yeah. yeah yeah amazing and amazing. like you know move my elbows and just entertain my family sing nice uh, yeah in like fifth grade there i was singing half breed in front of the class with my barbie doll <laughs> and it just evolved and evolved and evolved into uh you know hanging out with a bunch of guys in town i was one of the you know, very few girls that hung out with this group of guys, and uh, they listened to Van Halen and Aerosmith, and then they turned me on to Judas Priest, right. and then the well, long hair burnout types. Yeah, yeah, but actually, I mean, I was turned on to Black Sabbath first. I have to admit, I was 11. My friend's uh, stepsister turned me on to Paranoid. It, it just opened my mind completely. But then oh, when I met these out. dudes, yeah. yeah, then I met these dudes, and they're like, you know, Van Halen, Judas Priest. And the kid lived next door to John and Marsha's Azula, my friend Gary Dobb. So he's like, you know, these people, they own a record store in a flea market. You could buy records from them. I was like, wow. So I knock on the door and I bought my first album, Motorheads, uh, just Motorhead record. And I ended up working with these people. I became friends with them. I was a kid, 15 years old. Uh, you know, I was the babysitter. And then they started a record company, Megaforce Records. And... Uh, I would answer the phones and open the mail, and they had That's how you started there. That was it. Wow. And uh, babysitting and making lunch. Right, right, and, right, uh, right. But I was a kid. I was just 16, 17, you know, just about to graduate high school, and uh, they discovered Metallica. They just got a cassette in the mail one day uh-huh. and played it and freaked out and flew the band in, and it was the beginning. And then Anthrax kind of were up their asses to sign them on, so they finally signed them on. And then they had Raven, 
And God, I mean, I'm fast forwarding right now, but there was a where, show. Where, where was the label? Uh, it was in Old Bridge, New Jersey, oh, okay. 60 York Street, I in the basement. That. Yeah, I and always I thought Megaforce was LA based. I don't know why. Yeah, that's nope. kind of awesome that it's East Coast. Jersey represent <laughs> Old Bridge Metal Militia. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah, it was just it was fun times, and uh, Johnny would promote shows and bring in bands like Venom. And but this one night at the Roseland Ballroom, probably 1983, I guess. No, 84. Excuse me. Um, we just released Ride the Lightning, nice. and it was a, sh- a concert. It was Metallica, Anthrax, and Raven. And in that night, nice. we signed Anthrax to Island, Raven to Atlantic, and Metallica to Electra. And the rest is history. Yeah. I have killer photos from that night. Do you? Hanging out with Richie Stotts. Oh, man. Are any of those online? Uh, yeah, they're probably on my uh-huh. Facebook page, right, and I'm putting right. out a book at some point. Oh, um, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Let yeah. me know if you need someone to do the layout and check right the files. Please help. Get a press. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need help. Sweet. Um, yeah, it's just, it's going to be fun. Um, that's definitely going to be fun. But everything so far has been fun uh, from, you know, my little record player to, you know, crying for my sister for my confirmation. Please buy me the Tommy record. Right, so right. So she bought me the Tommy record to, you know, <laughs> the, the kids in the neighborhood to heavy metal to Megaforce to fucking flying around the world and discovering bands like uh, Testament I signed when I was 19 and I signed Vox oh, wow. when I was 21 and yeah. Nude Swirl which were a big MTV Beavis and Butthead hit um, I signed Ministry to Management Wow! at Crazed Management our management company I've, I managed Testament later on in their career and Exodus and just keep having fun that's amazing. I mean, Sorry, I'm chatty. Music icon right here, ladies and gentlemen. Not really. Helped, helped uh, foster some of the, the music of my youth that uh, I loved and grew up and learned guitar to. Thank you. We all so, grew up together and we all, like Metallica, yeah. we didn't know what, that they were going to be special. Right, right. They were just like one of us, but they played music. I remember the first time I heard Ride the Lightning, I was like, what is this? You can play this fast? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so But what do you think is faster, Metallica or Slayer? Slayer, probably now, but I had never heard Slayer at that point. Do like you consider first... Slayer speed metal or thrash metal? I thrash. Really? Yeah, because they're, they're, they're a hybrid of metal and punk. So, because Dave Lombardo's a punk drummer. Most of the time he's doing cut And then those guys are doing metal over it. So it's... For me, it's thrash. Yeah. Yeah. I was arguing with a friend recently, my friend Jeremy Wagner from Broken Hope. Hi, Jeremy. Because um, he was like, they're thrash. I'm like, no, man, Slayer's fucking speed metal. But- I mean, wasn't that one in the same at one point? Like, I remember, because by the time I heard Ride the Lightning, I was like, what is this? And people said to me, that's thrash. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but but like, that's Metallica. I'm talking about Slayer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But so still, I fast. think... Like, yeah. Anthrax came up, and they were kind of speedy at first, but then they were right into Thrash. I mean, Thrash, you know, always speed was an element. Uh, I mean, I Testament know, I to me is Thrash. Exodus is Thrash. Yeah. Yeah. Slayer's better at it, but <laughs> that's just my opinion, though. They're one of my favorites. Um, how about we listen to some shitty music? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, um, first up. We got, uh, what the fuck is first up? Die Antwerp? Die Antwerp. Die Antwerp. 
Is means, that how you say that? It means the answer in Afrikaans. Uh, Diant word. Yep. That's how they say it. So we're going to start here with uh, Diant word. I think you freaky. From, I don't know, what year is this? did this come out? No one cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> no. <laughs> and music is timeless. It can be. Some of it's very dated. Well. Especially with modern production techniques, you know. I don't know. This was a weird video. <laughs> I love it, but I hate it. So is this maybe a guilty pleasure as well? Um, I, no, hate you don't, it. I hate it more than I love it. You don't song. dial this up on your own. No. You don't have a 45 no. on vinyl. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They can rap. D'Antwerp's fucking great. I love, love D'Antwerp. And she's cute as fuck. She is. Big, yep, she's I'm a stunning. big fan. Absolutely stunning. White South African electronica rap duo. They play the part. Yolandi is cute as fuck, but this song is way too cutesy and too goofy for me. When I'm out clubbing, I want to release my fucking everything. And I don't know. This is too... Too happy. <laughs> it, but there's a darkness to it. Like that that low keyboard sound is a little ominous and ugly and yeah, kind of wet, wet, like you just shit your pants. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> See, this makes me feel like an old man. Yeah. Because I don't get this. I got turned on to this from uh, John Campbell from Lamb of God. They really? came back, yeah, they came back from South Africa. <laughs> And I was like, what is the music scene like? And he goes, man, there's this really cool fucking act over there called The Antwerd. And then all of a sudden, I started hearing about them everywhere. And they're really fucking hot, white hot. This is just my least favorite song. I think it's just too cutesy. <laughs> You're beating me down over here. I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm just reminding yep, you part yep, of the reason yep. why it's bad to me. <laughs> yeah. No, it's too cutesy. But I like Pitbull. A... Pitbull Terrier? Tear it the fuck up. That's like hardcore. Did you see that video? No. Oh my god. Alright, we'll dial that up after oh, yeah. we're done. Yeah, just to get the comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really scary. <laughs> but this is... I, I hear you. Her, her voice is very bubblegum, but the, it, the production below her is very dark. You know? They are. That's what probably... That's it's not like probably, the black-eyed peas, you know? That's why they appeal to me, right. I think. Right. Probably. That's just your and least favorite And the fucking haircut. Song. Her haircut. I love it. She's pretty stunning. Love it. Yeah. So you don't really hate that song, but when it comes up on the it's shuffle, you skip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not a full-on hate, just a, I could do without that. Ugh. I feel Ugh. much better when it's not on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't ask for that. All right. Oh, this one surprised me. Uh-huh. <coughs> uh, you, you got Soundgarden on here. Yep, everybody's Black favorite. Sun. Everybody's favorite. I actually like this song. Yep. I'm interested to see mm-hmm. why you don't like it. Let's hear it. Soundgarden, mm-hmm. Black Hole Sun. Let's listen. 
But it might be something personal. No. Oh. <laughs> and that's fine, too. No. But. It's already, like, ripping off Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds for it's me. very Beatles. And I don't like that. And I wasn't a Beatles, like, fan. Specifically John Lennon. Yeah. It's very John Lennon. Yeah. And the vocals, it's like, he's so self-indulgent on this song. I just feel like, oh, listen to it. Oh. It's very dramatic. Yeah. Oh, God. Just... <laughs> he's very earnest. Yeah, dripping but Chris Cornell self-indulgence. The vocals are dripping in that. It's redundant. It's classic yes, and I thought we'll get shit for saying this. Classic yes. Yeah. Like like the band, the prog rock band. Yes. What are you saying? The band, yes. Oh, the band, yes. Is that what you're saying? No, no, like, no. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, yeah. No, it's a classic song. Yes, it's a classic song. It's fucking classic Soundgarden, but... Right. It's too self-indulgent with Chris Cornell's voice or, or lyrics and the way he sings it, in my opinion. Um, but trivial fact, Chris Cornell called me and asked me if I would style or dress the band for this video. Nice. Yep. Um, <laughs> during that time, we managed ministry. Both bands just came off of the successful 1992 Lollapalooza and Soundgarden liked the jackets and shirt that ministry were wearing during that tour, so I hooked it up. It was through a friend's clothing line called Thump and Tasty and Detroit Clothing Company. So I actually styled the video, mm-hmm. but this song is just like... Now, do you think because you partially you have a connection to working with it, no, that's part of the reason no, why you're no, sick no, of it? No, no, no. I'm recently it's not like you sat in an editing room while um, they did this and heard it nine million times. I'm recently sick of it. I'm recently like I just faced the fact like, all right, with this fucking song. So maybe this is a you used to not, you used to like it. Oh, I used to like it. And now, I like all music. This is hard for me. Right, right. Yeah, I do like all, almost I, all. I appreciate you putting in the effort oh to my find Jesus, some, the effort. some some things <laughs> that you, you came with notes. Yes. This is great. Yes. Um, but uh, otherwise, you're, you're a Soundgarden fan. Yes. Right. I mean, I don't really love the Beatles. I like some songs. I like Paul McCartney's solo. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, Band on the Run. It might have been like the time of my life, like I could appreciate it more when I heard that first. Right, right. You know, the Beatles was too cute. But you were, you were, wow, so more about Wings and uh, Paul McCartney's solo. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you have a panic button. So, if you're done with listening to a song, you can opt out. All right. <laughs> Won't you come? It's a great song. It's I, a great I, song, but I, like, I love that song. It's a ripoff. It's redundant. You feel it's, like it's too derivative of Beatles. Yeah. Okay. And, and the way he sings, it's just... I mean, I love when he does the screaming parts. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Next up, we got a little... Uh, Trent Reznor, Honey oh, Nails. Yeah. Love him. Yeah, I, I've uh, not never been a huge fan, but every time I hear him, I'm like, damn, this is good. This is this guy's good. He's been doing film scores now, too, that are amazing. Won an Oscar. Yeah. I mean, the guy's, he's a genius. He's a genius. I feel like since he won the Oscar, he became happy, and the whole style of his writing changed. <laughs> and kicking heroin, maybe. 
Yeah, maybe that was part of it. I don't know that about him. Yeah. But I feel like since he won that Oscar, he's happy. He's a dad. He's married. He's writing. Right. He's writing less. <clears throat> well, because shit doesn't suck anymore, right? That's where that. That's where most of punk and metal and hardcore and anything grunge comes from. It's like, God, this place sucks. At least I have a guitar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no, it's true. Um, you know, I was thinking about it. Like, it's similar to how I can appreciate the creativity of one of my favorite artists um, during his junky, drug-filled days of, you know, writing phase those days. I, I appreciate those songs much more than his sober days. And that's a terrible, like, I'm glad this person is sober and no longer a junkie. But I prefer those really dark angry right. angry songs yeah so yeah i'm, I'm recognizing wait who are we that. talking about though well i'm kind of crossing over into another <coughs> artist i'm thinking about ministry okay um you know that's the sim it's the way i feel like you know trent's happy now happy uh-huh you know right that's why you Oscars. said this links to another song it, it remind yeah okay we've got that queued up too uh we'll get to that one after we listen to this one okay um and actually, no, that was something else. No, I'm just saying, like, um, Trent Reznor, the, the most recent releases, uh, recordings that he's put out, to me, they're not as great as the the first 10 years of his career. And I think he was yeah. darker then. Now he, yeah. you know, he won an Oscar, he's right. happy, he's married, he's got a totally. kid. So he's just writing happier music. I prefer the dark stuff the same way I preferred the dark ministry, like the first four albums of theirs yeah. five albums with Al and Paul together because Al was hardcore fucked up see you're getting it out of me right, right, <laughs> you're right. doing your job you yeah. know it was rough I mean I was a publicist from 1990 to 1996 and, and he was like wow like you know and drinking Bushmills like bottles of it mm -hmm. and creating the most amazing music that no artist in the world could even dream of Right. And it's not the same anymore. So I, I'm kind of like getting into that. Yeah, I, I hear you. I mean, people have said the same thing about you know certain iconic uh, jazz musicians like uh, Miles Davis, John Coltrane, Charlie Parker. Uh, well, Charlie Parker died <laughs> before he cleaned up. But you know, people are like, no, Coltrane. You got to listen to when he was on Harold. You know, and and like it sucks. That's it sucks. Sad. It sucks. But the drugs don't make the music good. The drugs just enable the artist to get it done. You know what I mean? That's been my experience. Anyway. Anytime I was using drugs, it wasn't to promote creativity. It was to allow me to crawl out of my own hole long enough to pick up a guitar and go, make some fucking noise. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, with ministry, it would take years to do a record. Right. You know, like Al would show up. That's right. That's Paul's right. in the studio every day working, waiting. You know, for Al to show up, and he would show up two every two weeks and stay for 15 minutes and play some guitar and right. leave Paul with some new tracks to work with, and he was the programmer, so he would just work, 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 work. Right, right, right. right. And that went on and on, and they would Right, because they, they programmed all their rhythm sections, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that one record, uh, I think it's what we're going to listen to, it's off what we're going to listen to, which is, The Mind Was a Terrible Thing to Taste, right? That was an amazing record. I remember hearing that. Like, the Land know, of Rape and Honey. In, in, so in a basement right? in Middletown, New Jersey. Why? Why? Get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, all right, so we're going to hear Nine Inch Nails. Which one are we going for here? Uh, the day the whole world went away? That's right. Yeah. You want to hear that one? Yeah, let's please do that Because we've also one. got yeah, we, we're gonna, Head Like a Hole. Yeah, we'll leave that for later. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. All right, so here we are. Uh, Nine Inch Nails, The Day the World Went Away, off of... Uh, what, what record was this on? Don't do that to me. No one cares. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I super don't know. Oh, <laughs> the song started, but I forgot to turn up the fader. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Funny. That's good. This is off Pretty Little Hate Machine, I think. I mean, this sounds pretty good to me right now. It's angry. The guitars are a little white noise. It's a great song, but I hate it. <laughs> Why do you hate it? What's... I hate it because um, it's so serious and so gut-wrenching and so sad. It's like... Lyrically. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. It's like, phew. God, Jesus. Shoveling it on a little too deep. Oh, so heavy and serious. Sisters of Mercy, I will never forget. 1984, I was with Bobby Gustafson from Overkill. We took a trip to the West Coast. Mm -hmm. uh, we went to stay with uh, Dave Ellison and Dave Mustaine of Megadeth. <coughs> I'm sorry about the, my side story. But anyway, Dave Ellison, the bass player of Megadeth, was dating this woman, Dawn Crosby, and she was in a band called Detente Singer. Uh -huh. Amazing. You got to check them out. Okay, she we'll dial past. some up later. Yeah, but so we're driving from now L.A. up to San Francisco because Megadeth's going to play their first show outside of L.A. And it's at the Kabuki Theater with Exodus. They're opening for Exodus. Nice. But the night before, which was the night we got into San Francisco, there was a band playing at the Kabuki Theater. And Dawn Crosby, Dave Olsen's girlfriend, was like, we have to go. It was a band called the Sisters of Mercy. None of us knew what the fuck it was. We were mm -hmm. like, what is this shit? Like, everybody was so dressed in costumes. We never, I never experienced anything like that, like suburban Jersey girl. Uh -huh. And uh, it, we we went in and the fucking show blew my mind. Again, I took photos at that, at that concert. I pictures of all this shit. And um, another one of those life-changing moments in music for me, like Black Sabbath, that was another one. Yeah? Yeah, if I didn't get into that i don't know that i'd ever get into this it's, um, it's almost like a demented beatles refrain here it's, like hey jude on yeah. heroin acid and cocaine yeah. <laughs> if that's a thing that yeah, anyone's ever it's done it's so bleak oh ginger baker it's so dismal <laughs> it is uh yeah, Trent was so It's like tortured. a broken, it's like a broken Hey Jude. Yeah, but it's a love-hate, you know? Again, a great song, I love it, but I fucking hate it because it's so like, ugh. Right, again, <laughs> if it comes up on the shuffle, skip. Yeah, or, or just get through it and go, God, I hate this song, and just recognize it, acknowledge that. But what if you're in a place in your life where shit's going down, and this is exactly the feeling you have? I'll cry. 
Right. You just need to put it on 11, sit in a corner in a fetal position, and weep. Yeah. Because we all need to do and that once in a while. And hold my sushi girl. What? My puppy sushi girl. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> if you got a dog, yeah. you don't need music. There's no, exactly. There's no sad days. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Of course, you need both. Yay. Uh... <laughs> All right, we're we're way past the end of that song. Yes, Let's sir. see what's uh, what's what do we got next? Uh, this is an interesting choice. The Chromags. Yes. World Peace. Yes. I hate that song because, <laughs> I mean, I love the Chromags, um, but I hate it because it's bullshit. They, they're all fighting amongst each other. The band members. Mm-hmm. They don't talk to each other. One guy tried to you know go after the other one with a weapon. Went to jail for it. Yeah, so like as a fan, I'm like, fuck that song. You're 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 angry at the hypocrisy, totally, of the lyrics versus the politics going on in the band at the time. All right, let's hear it. Uh, Chromags, world peace. This sounds a lot like the theme song to this show. Yeah, no, it's um, it feels like a lie. For me, it's disappointing, and it's a total letdown, you know, because of the current state of the band. Uh, Harley actually went to jail, spent time in jail for supposedly attacking John Joseph at a wow, yeah, like a real assault charge. Yeah, what attempted murder? Was yeah. it that really? Yeah. yeah, was that insane? Yeah, wow, yeah. Yep, Real, like you know, New York Times or an article. It was like crazy. so. If they if they took these lyrics out of this song and did a new track about fighting amongst each other, you'd feel better about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. No, it's, well, at least I it wouldn't it. be. At least it would take the hypocrisy out. No, of it. they should just unite. They should just get back together and drop whatever horse shit. It's yeah. All bullshit. Like, come on. Yeah, this fucking song is great, but I hate it because... I mean, yeah, as far as, like, a good fucking Chromag song... It's great. It's got all the ingredients. Yeah, exactly. But they are hypocrites. It's lyrically that it's irritating you. They're hypocrites. And speaking of being hypocrites, in the late 80s, I used to hang out with them, and I would pick them up in my Cordoba. I had a green 1979 Cordoba. Nice! Yep, and I would pick them up. Didn't Ween have a song about a Cordoba? I really don't know. Cordoba. 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 With rich Corinthian leather. That of course. Commercial. Yeah. Was that with Ricardo Montalban? Exactly. Yeah. Ricardo Montalban. But I would pick them up from New Jersey in New York, uh, drive them to Harry Krishna Temple. Wow. Yeah. And we would smoke weed the whole way there. And I'm like, you guys, you're not Harry Krishnas. You're Hippocrishnas. But, but they went there because that's how they ate. That's how they you would just say hypocrishness. Yes, but but because <laughs> did you coin that term? Totally. That's amazing. Yeah, but they were they were total hypocrishness because we're smoking weed on the way to temple. Right, right. Not good. Hypocrisy. Yes. Hypocrisy. But- Hypocrisy. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't hate that song. No, that's classic Chromax. Uh, uh, like I said, almost okay. all music is great. This was difficult. But I do hate these songs for my reasons. <laughs> yeah, and I'm loving this that you did 
you did more homework than anyone ever has in the history of the seven episodes I've recorded. So seven? Far. <laughs> yeah. no, I just started. Excellent. Let's take a break. <clears throat> I'm going to tinkle. I'm going to get another beer, and then we're going to get to your most hated song. We have assembled here a most congenial group brought together by their love for a truly great beer. Right, group? Right. It's light beer from Miller. Right, group? Right. They think the best thing about it is it's less filling. It has a third less calories than their regular beer. Right, group? Right. Oh, the best thing about it, it tastes great. No, honey, it's less filling. That's honey. That's me. Take it from me. It tastes great. Who are you? You won't think this fight is no joke when you come to and your nose is broke. No wonder you don't get no respect. I tell you, I don't deserve no respect. You still don't know nothing about me. I thought I'd give you out of this more last year. I feel very strongly. I never heard of you. Hi, Mickey. Uh, What's a nice guy like you doing in a fight like this? Waiting for you, Don. <laughs> All right, I'm back. The weed that you... <sighs> you know, no one cares. No one cares what these Americans think about the music, about the art. What do they know? And I'm, I'm, a, and I'm a dick. So there's that. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'd rather smoke a cigarette and listen to bad jazz than this podcast. What has two thumbs and is an idiot? It's your choice. This guy. Nope. You made a choice. Yeah, it's fine. You could always change the choice. It does have its benefits, though, as a drug. This is stupid. Yeah. 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 But I love Godflesh. That's the king of grindcore for me. Uh Uh-huh. Not Napalm Death. Godflesh. Okay. Love Godflesh. I don't know them, actually. Jesus, God, you got to check them out. All right, we'll dial that up after. We got a list going that I'm not writing down. (laughs) Uh, So here we are. This is your most hated song by a band that you actually like. This is uh, Metallica. Nothing else matters. Kirk Hammett doing that nice little acoustic work. He's great. I love that guy. Me too. He's such a sweetheart. My boo. Have you ever read that story on his Wikipedia page? No, I won't. Yeah, don't. Because I read it and I'm like, I told you about when I met him because I was wearing the same shirt. Anyway. Then I read that story and I'm like, what the fuck? Why is that on his page? I don't need to know that. Oh, I can't imagine what it is. No, animals. you definitely don't ever look at that. I won't. But if you have his number, tell him to remove it. I think I asked him about it. Yeah, tell him to remove it. Oh, I'm done with this. Oh, I'm already. Right, okay, it. hang in for a minute. It's cause... all about James's vocals. It's yeah. all about that for me. It's but listen to how loud the drums are. Yeah, I know. That's ridiculous. Large. I must be heard. I am yeah. Napoleon. Right. Yeah. Right. Is, really? Is that? Yeah. He's a little Lil Duce. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Except he's Danish, so 
who's some horrible Viking that we can compare him to. No, I don't want to shit on Lars Ulrich. It looks like Josh Brolin, but it's not Josh Brolin. I don't think that's his name. Directed what movie? Wait, what are we talking about? Star is Born. Oh, just look up the director on that. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper? No. Yeah. He's like a country-ish artist. I could see him playing this song with Lady Gaga singing it from a star. <laughs> wow. Wow. Trust That me. was so many. That was such a mashup that my brain's still trying to catch up to it. Like, what? Wait, what? 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 Who? Chris Christopherson. What? Who? Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. <laughs> you know, this is just, I wasn't into the vocals. Uh, it's a total sellout. I mean, it's not. Yes, right. It's lame. It's soft. It's the opposite of Metallica. Right. It 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 it, it defies their brand. In other words, yeah, like you like don't want to hear this. When I hear this song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I was done with that. It's like um, elevator music. I, my, my defense was, you know, like I said earlier, at least James was trying. To that's, write a song, and he did write a song, but it's a bad production. All right, so we are we are past the hate songs now. Okay. And now we're getting into the home stretch. Mm-hmm. What do we got here? We got redemption. You know what? Let's hear the guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. Because I, I think you've listened to oh enough. Oh my god! Music that you're <laughs> Have like. You seen this or heard it? Did you look this shit up? I can't. Oh yeah. Even, I am like, I'm gonna oh, yeah. die. Oh, I know this song. <laughs> My friend Dim, who was actually here oh. right before you arrived, he came over to have some beers to get away from the kids. Uh, you showed him the video? No, 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 no. I said, <laughs> she chose this song. He's like, oh, yeah, I've been sending that to you for years. I'm like, yeah, I know. I can't even believe it exists. I'm dying. Yeah. I'm like, this is going to be fun, though. It's hilarious. I know what A2M means. Do what you is, not know what A2M means? I do means? not know what A2M means. It's a pornography term. Oh, Think about it for a second. A two M. I don't know. Ass to mouth. Oh God! <laughs> Isn't that just horrible? Oh, Jesus Christ! So we're gonna listen to Ass to Mouth. <laughs> I got bitches. <laughs> this is my guilty pleasure. That's not it. Is it? Oh yeah. It's got this crazy Mexican thing going on. I never heard in the video. Everybody report to the motherfucking dance floor with they motherfucking drinks. They wet ass pussies, they big fat asses, and them big brown titties with them pepperoni nipples. Pepperoni nipples? What the fuck is that? Oh my god! <laughs> me and my friend Ani, we crack up. She'll just text me like this song, and I die laughing. I cannot believe this exists. Let me hit that booty rock. You know it. You're like, you're like, you got choreography going. For our listeners at home, Maria's got choreography going right now. Oh my god. Okay. So it was at this point that I regretted not setting up cameras. Licking on my bowels. <laughs> 
Oh my god, just listen to this track. It's wrong um, in every way. It's <laughs> just the video of those, like, the whole Hasidic community. Oh, it's, 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 yeah, the video is genius because it's juxtaposition. It's all these really unattractive people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's too OMG. This is totally OMG. Um, yeah, I think I'm good on it. <laughs> okay. A2M, you are funny. I gotta text my friend now what that means. Oh my fucking God. Yeah, that was ass to mouth. Oh, Jesus. I got bitches. Now that brings me to another. Why am I involved? I have no idea. All right, where are we going now? Next up, uh. Bonus uh, redemption hate? Redemption hate. Rob Zombie. Yeah, I hated um, that song, More Human When You Know, More Human Than Human. When it first came out, I thought it was so cheesy. Um, you know, just that simulation of, of the female orgasm. Um, it was just cheesy. I was offended by it. It always made me feel that women were viewed as objects. Uh huh. A little, there was a little canned pornography soundtrack in there. Yeah, sort just of. whatever. You know, somebody like, oh, you know, I'm not going to do it. No. <laughs> I'm not going to no, do it. No, not necessary. Yeah. But we're going to hear the song. Saying. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> You're like, no, Maria, do it. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. I hear you. But I'm not going to pressure gonna you. It. No, no, no. This is a safe place. <laughs> we're not even playing it, but. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you can't. You can't ding it until it's I'm actually kidding. started. You know, I just, you know, I don't know. I wasn't comfortable with it. Maybe I was too young. And now I appreciate it. So this is I, a... It has redeemed You itself. used to hate it. Yeah, it's a redemption. Now you like it. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was offended. I'm like, oh, no, women are not objects. Don't view us as cheap. Now I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. There's power in that orgasm, bitch. Go. Well, they're, they're, well yes. Yes. Of course. Yes. Because you're smart. No, I'm matured. <laughs> right. Age definitely yeah, I was too young gives you perspective on yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I was like, what is that? I don't like that. Why are we being portrayed as that? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, certainly safe to ask that. Uh, here we are, White Zombie. Mm-hmm. More than human. I feel like this is going to get really loud soon. Cool. <laughs> I like it now. About 20 years ago, I said, get this the fuck off. <laughs> I didn't think Rob Zombie had talent. And White Zombie came to us at Megaforce when I was the A&R person. Uh-huh. I turned it down. I did not like it. I was totally friends with Sean, the bass player, the female bass player. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't like this. I, I was like, you're fucking trying to rip off Al Jorgensen's look. And... He was more electronic, like turning from white zombie, more electronic. Right. Wasn't into it. Uh-huh. And then it became fucking awesome and giant. And Rob has an amazing career. And I'm totally embarrassed <laughs> that I passed. But you know that. what? Uh, kudos to you for owning it. Yeah. And going, I was wrong. Yeah, I passed there's, on there's, there's, too. There's merit and strength in that kind of vulnerability to say, you know what? I'm okay with saying I made a mistake. Yeah, I fucked up Primus too. They came to us. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was too circusy. You know. Well, yeah. Like I know. 
But Megaforce but, at the time was metal, you know? Uh, yeah. Primus is, you can't call them metal. They kind of made their own genre. They're, they're, they're metal, they're prog rock. Amazing. And then they're just Les Claypool's weird yeah. ass style. I don't even call them rock. I don't call them metal. I, they really they definitely fall things. within rock. Like, what do you call the Grateful Dead? Country rock. Country rock? Yeah. Hmm. Or jam bands. But okay, been, jam band, When they yes. were playing, that term didn't exist. Hmm. So, like, for me, I'm not a huge... Bakersfield I think of Blackfoot when I think of Country Rock or Molly Hatchet. Not the Grateful Dead. They were more like Country Hard Rock, like Skinner, right? And even the Allman Brothers. But the Allman Brothers are kind of, they're kind of in their own world, too. They were definitely country, but they have jazz chops. Greg and Dwayne, man, they, they knew how to play. That whole band. They don't make bands like they used to. They don't. Or those bands aren't getting the money that they need to make that music. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I think. I think those bands are out there. You know, like for, for when we were touring, we would come across bands and I'm like, these guys are fucking great. Why aren't they huge? Because no one will back them and they get burned out and they won't do it. You know? It's not like when Zappa the doors went to verve and said oh i want to make a record and they went and some fat guy with a cigar said all right we'll see what you can do listen, and then just gave him a budget listen to said, like the doors or led zeppelin right and now look at fucking greta van fleet oh greta van fleet annoys me it's like a parody of led zeppelin it's just a blatant ripoff it's that's, terrible that's what i say we're never gonna have bands like those i i i I really don't want to say never. Sorry. No. I no. I <laughs> I, know I, I'm I, becoming I, I, now. I feel the same way. I I get where you're coming bands. from. I understand the, the 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 cynicism, but I don't want to give up hope on people. We just need to find a way to get these people money. Hmm. You know these young artists. Well, people uh, need to open up record stores again and make it a destination and. And, right. and people need to start <laughs> congregating at record stores and yeah. buying music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know I that don't it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. There's some great artists out there. Amigo the Devil. Did you ever check him out? No, no. You must. Right, you got to make me a list. Yeah. We, well, we, you, we, you should you have a pen right there. Write it, write it down. I can't write. Amigo the Devil. <laughs> and what did we say before? Maybe I'll read that tomorrow. You'll, you will. That's close. Me yes. Guys, devil. Yes. Yeah, what an artist. There, there's some good Distance stuff coming out. Absolutely. He's not metal. Be. Country. Dark folk. Do you like uh, Steve Earle? Takes to realize oh, Steve Earle's good. The distance like, Johnny. I need. like Johnny Cash. I love Johnny Cash. Willie Nelson. But I love Willie Nelson. Waylon Jennings. Yes. All right, you can that stay. That style. Oh. 
That was a big test there. I'm like, a big Hank 3 fan. But I refuse and he's one of the clients. Uh, Hank, Hank Williams, Williams Jr. Third. I was born the third. Yeah, I think I just heard him on Marin. Wasn't he on Marin? Which one is next, the palate cleanser or the... I think I think it is. Well, you've got Guns N' Roses here. Well, that was my redemption hate. It oh, was did... either going to be that or that because... Okay. Because okay. it was like... Oh, right. It, That's an I or. Like but yeah. uh, palate cleanser, we got two choices. Both of them I'm not happy with. <laughs> but we'll do it. It's This is, this is mean, your list. Is, yeah, it is my list. So go your own way? Yeah, let's do it. Or do we do Elton John's... Uh, no, let's go go your own way for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got bitches A2M. I cannot believe what that means. <laughs> you didn't know that, really? Oh. No. Yeah. Like, it's you bad. instantly knew? It's bad. Uh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, you know. <laughs> I've watched all the pornography ever. So. <laughs> ever? Uh, yeah, just all of it. Even stuff I'm not into. I'm just oh. like, oh, what are they doing? <laughs> oh, that's what I'm You could go your own way. I think I'm really stoned. <laughs> yes. Fleetwood Mac. You don't like them. I don't. That's a shame. Yeah, well, I like Peter Green's Fleetwood Mac. Green Manalishi with the two-pronged horn. That's Judas Priest. That's <laughs> Peter Green. <laughs> they were covering it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. We'll put that on later. All right. Uh, Fleetwood Mac, mm -hmm. you can go your own way. This is my Get Happy song. But you know... The story behind this. No. <laughs> the recording of this album was fraught with tension because Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks were in the process of breaking up. So this is Lindsey Buckingham saying, "You can go your own way, bitch. Nice. I'm done." Wow. And yeah. then she had to sing backups on. How, you know, like you hear interviews with Mick Fleetwood, he was like, it was extremely uncomfortable. Is that when she was with, uh, what's his name, the producer, Jimmy Iovine? Or Tom Petty? Not Jimmy Iovine, excuse me. Tom Petty. Right? Was she with Tom Petty? Oh, yeah. After Lindsay? Yeah, I think around okay. this. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. And did Jimmy Iovine produce this? He may have, I'm, yeah. I'm sure. And he did a lot of Tom Petty, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I saw it in this series that was on, I think, HBO, and it was about Jimmy Iovine and, and Dr. Dre and this whole... Am I talking um, Yeah, it was about Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre in that whole time period, and he was telling the story of how they were splitting up right. during the recording of this year, right? Yep, totally. yep. And she was with... Um, Nice. They're probably singing it to each other at this point because they're both done. <laughs> it's just so great. I mean, it's so musical and it's like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. It's like, happy and fuck you. You know what? Now that I'm hearing it, 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 it it's redeemed itself Yay, a little bit. Yay, it's your redemption track. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good tune. It's a great album. Yeah. But that album had so many, it had oh. like seven hits on it. Seven? How many songs are on the record? 
12? There's 11 hits. 11 hits? Yeah. yeah. I just don't like that one really quiet one where she's playing. The, the Christy McVie one. song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's nice, but if I have to pick that track, that's the one. Yeah. Now, this but this is, I always, I always want to end on a, on a track that the guest is going to feel good about. Oh, well, you blew it then, but we'll get Why? there. Um, so, yeah, this rocks. It's like Frank Sinatra's answer to my life. Is that what you want to hear? No, that's what this is to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, we still got one more track, right? Or are we skipping it? No, we can record another track. No, what's, no, no, we're good. What's the other one? What's the other one? We have a trauma song. What's the trauma song? <laughs> no, no, no. Let, I didn't send that to you? Well, you probably did, but I I'd, thought it was I'd an like, option. I'd like the whole, we don't have to do the trauma song. <laughs> Bonus trauma. Oh, Thieves and Liars? I had like a whole. Oh, you want to do, because when I said, do you want to do the Nine Inch Nails song, we chose a different one. I know. But you want to do the Nine Inch Nails, Head in the Hole, and Thieves and Liars mashup oh, yeah. because you got a story there. Correct. Okay. Nine Inch Nails was part of my five songs that I hate. Hold on, hold on. gonna do the what was what was the thinking behind this mashup here um the trauma track yeah well we'll get to it uh, okay but yeah. what, what song should I play first head like a hole so we're gonna go for nine inch nails head like a hole head like a hole and then the next song okay yeah. I mean, I think I know where you're going with this because I was sure? listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> Are you? Anyway, tell me then. I gotta hear your version. No, I just think. <laughs> yes, tell me your version. It will it, not influence me. It. I think it's a production similarity. Oh God. Or maybe a compositional you're similarity. So wrong. No? You're, I'm gonna lay you to waste. Okay. Maybe not. It's heavy. No, okay. I'm interested to hear what. Oh, I remember this song. This is a good song. Fucking great song. But very... Very haunting, this song is, for me. For you specifically. Mm-hmm. What's that about? Okay. So, I got married in May of 1997. Mm-hmm. And me and my husband were trying to pick what song we were going to be introduced, like, for the first time as husband and wife. To. Uh-huh. So, you know... We're like back and forth. He really wants this song. Had like a whole, and I'm like, that's funny, you know, haha, that's funny. But no, 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 I want Ministry Thieves because it's just an epic. Like, we'll get to that when you hear it later, yeah. you know. But I just I wanted that as the intro to us as husband and wife for the first time. So if you listen to the lyrics, I'd rather die than give you control. Had like a whole black soul. <laughs> right. So, I could see. Yeah. As a bride taking umbrage 
which uh, with uh, such sentiments. Truly, didn't even think about it while this was going on. I just didn't want the song. You didn't. You didn't analyze the song. Not even at all. I just uh-huh. was like, nope. I want this epic, like, bah, you know, like everybody get the fuck up, get up, get on your feet. <laughs> and uh, my husband died seven months later. Right. Oh my after God. We got married. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. That's insane. I know. So every time I hear the song, I love this song, and I fucking love No Nails, and I can tear it the fuck up. Like, throw me out there, I'll fucking slam dance, whatever. But when I hear this, it sometimes is haunting. Yeah. Yeah. What's that about? You think it's a... I, I mean, was it a foreshadowing? Did he want to die? Like, that's what haunts me. Because uh, I know he didn't want to die. Unlikely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. unlikely. No, 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 no. Definitely if not. You, if you actually want to die, you don't leave signs. You know what I mean? I know. But listen to the lyrics. It's like, God damn it. It's kind of like yeah. that. I'm not traumatized where I'm like crying in a corner about it. No, of course. Like, You're okay. God you've, damn it. Right. You've come, to, you've come <laughs> to terms with it. You can cope with it. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's like, man, God damn it. I love the song. And then I got to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's that's heavy, man. Yeah. It's like was this Tom's joke at me? Like, <laughs> was he wow. trying to joke with me? You know. So people usually don't leave signs. No, he he <laughs> adored me, worshipped the fucking ground I walked on. But it's like such a but but he comical, didn't commit suicide. No way, Jose. No, he had a heart attack. Right. Okay. But it's funny. Like listen to the lyrics. It's yeah. Like, head like a hole. Well, uh, black as your soul. I'd rather yeah. die. The give you they give you they give you control. Um, it's funny and it's haunting. Yeah, that makes for a great story. Though. Right. It's like Slayer releasing uh, "God Hates Us All" on 9/11. Yes. You know, it's exactly. like that kind of weird yep. uh, uh, cross section of the universe. But I got my stuff. way, and it was thieves, ministry thieves, yeah. and that's why I was saying it's like that into that. So now we got to hear ministry. We don't have to, but that was like no, no, I no, ended up. I ended. Oh, wait, up did getting, we already hear this? Getting my way. No, we heard so. a different ministry song, didn't we? Not at all. No ministry. We listened to another Nine Inch Nails song. It was fun. Now, this was the first band that I heard that, um, I was like, okay, electronic music doesn't have to suck. Yeah, that's Ministry. Ministry, Nine Inch Nails. KMFDM too. They yeah. Took Slayer's riff. Yeah. From. And even Eins Kleibet de Neubauten. If you're going to go back to. How do you say it? Eins Kleibet de Neubauten. Who gets No, what is it? I think it's like Einster something Neubauten. Yeah. Yeah, but that was cute. Nitzarab, they were a cool one. I, I used to get into all of that. Yeah. And everybody was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know? Because this is the one that made the cut. Yeah, because yeah. we're at a classy event and everybody's like laughing. Were you mean like a dress? Like of a, course. My yeah. Mother, I wore my mother's wedding gown. Nice. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. You guys are the same size. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it, was great. it was great. I love it. Yeah. You got to have pictures of that online oh, of somewhere. Of course. We're gonna hear 
motherfucker. He was six feet tall, 168 pounds. Oh. So he was like perfectly healthy. Blank. Bike across. Even. Yep. Totally thin. Yeah. Rode his bike across the state of Iowa, 500 miles. He was just always riding his bike, rollerblading. He was like a goofy rollerblader, dude. Yeah. Yeah. What's the hardest thing about rollerblading? I don't even know. Telling your parents you're gay. God. (laughs) He wasn't gay. No. Of course not. (laughs) That's just the dumb joke about rollerblading. Oh my God. So much fun. You know, they played with the first time I saw them behind a chain link fence with two drummers playing in sync, just like robots, like, you know, back and forth in their chair, like looking at each other behind a chain link right, fence right, with right. bands, like climbing up the chain link fence. Yeah. Like trying to get to the band. They had like three guitar players, bass player, keyboard, two drummers. It was Bedlam. Right. And I fucking flipped out. I love that word, Bedlam. Oh, it was great. It was Bedlam. Yeah. <laughs> That was another one of those moments like the Sisters of Mercy or Black Sabbath, like everything kind of fucking changed. Right, 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 right. Yeah, there's certain artists that melt your brain. They open up a door to just... just... Yeah, and I tell people, they're like, hey man, uh, can you turn me on to some Frank Zappa? I'm like, well, okay. Do you want to take that pill? Because that'll break your brain. And then people ask me about... You know, no one cares. Well, there we have it. Songs that you hated. Songs that you used to hate, now you kind of like. Songs that you used to kind of like, now you kind of hate. Some songs that you thought rocked. Some traumatic songs. (laughs) You went through the whole gamut. You've, You've raised the bar. For every episode after this, God damn it! Yay! Success. Thank you for putting me to work, Maria. Music I tried to hate. This was amazing. Thank you. Did you have fun? Yes. Good. <laughs>